that's a triple play. New episodes I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. Open your mind at the first gate. Press play, no need to debate. AOA, check me out. Look. Clocked in, you could catch the hype. Golden Dawn, how we follow the light. Anime like life. Married to it, my wife. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages? Welcome back to the AOA show. I'm your host, as always, Ian, along with my boys, Isaiah. Yo, yo, yo. And Gavin. Hi. <laughs> that was a good one. Hi, my name is... <laughs> my name is Gavin. My name is Lord Haven. <laughs> Lord Haven in the house. Lord Haven. Anyway, guys, we are here today with another movie review, this time Grave of the Fireflies. Grave of the Fireflies, a 1988 Japanese animated war tragedy film based on 1967 semi semi-autobiographical short story of the same name by Akikio Nosaka. Um, it was written and directed by Isao um, Takahata and anim uh, animated by Studio Ghibli for the story's publisher, um, making it a very popular Ghibli film. And I apologize if I mispronounce anyone's name, which I know I did right there. I'm, I'm trying actually my best. pretty impressed that you knew all that off the top yeah, of your head. Yeah. You even <laughs> said a big word like autobiographical. Yeah, like that was like, I mean, that's a new word right there. Yeah, that brand was, new. Like, like you just came up with yeah. it two seconds ago. No, like it was in like a different way you said it. I don't know. That was. I don't even know. Don't Coming know. up with words on the fly. Test me. This Damn it, Gavin. I was trying to make a joke that he's reading off the Wikipedia page and you ruined it by mispronouncing No, no, he words. was trying to make himself look cool, <laughs> trying to make it like he wasn't reading off the Wikipedia page when he was. Bro, I've literally read off the Wikipedia page clear as day on every fucking movie review that we've ever done. I know, I'm just making sure they know it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, in the comments. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Um, so the the film was modestly successful reading off Wikipedia in case anyone didn't know at the Japanese box office where it grossed 1.7 billion yen as part of the Studio Ghibli mm -hmm. Fest in 2018 the film had limited theatrical releases in the United States gross grossing 500,000 roughly um, so not too bad but we have to remember we can't take a film out of its time it was 1988 um, but the film received universal critical acclaim uh, Rod Roger Etberg and Chino uh, Chicago Sun-Times considered it to be one of the best and most powerful Warm fil war films and in 2000 included it on his list of great films um, and it goes on it ranked 12th in total films for uh, top 50 animated films festival etc 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 it's made a big name for itself essentially long winded way of saying but I think this is all very important and relevant to talk about because I think this was one of the OG animated films OSTs that that really tackled this subject but tackled it well I feel personally um, I thoroughly enjoyed this film and related to um, uh, I can't remember the other name because he made a film after this that had to do with uh, oh, uh, Nagasaki yeah Nishima. with the, um, the, the war yeah, trauma yeah. and stuff like that I can't remember the name at the moment it evades me but like I think this one in particular really highlighted um, you know, just how devastating this war was mm -hmm. on, you know, on the other side, essentially. Um, oh, in this corner of the world. Sorry, just popped. That was the other name of the movie. Oh, yes. yes yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, so, yes. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was incredible. It was an incredibly good watch and it was incredibly sad, but because it was incredibly sad is what made it an incredibly good watch and not in a sadistic way, if that makes any sense, right? Mm -hmm. And it was like just getting attached to these characters as they were and kind of knowing the outcome already before it even started, but then kind of the journey in getting there mm -hmm. was really just like a kick, you know, kick in the groin, as it were, because it's like, 
it, it, it sometimes it's like it could come as a blow sometimes in certain movies and filmmaking when you've accumulated this um, empathy for a character and things like that. And then all of a sudden the rug is pulled out or something crazy happens, plot twist, they pass on or they're the bad guy or whatever, take your pick. But it's like being that this is based on an actual historical event and a, a horrific one at that, mm-hmm. we all know the outcome of this right from the start being, you know, in the time that we live in now and at the start of the movie, it is abundantly clear what's going to happen. Um, but again, the journey to getting there, like even now knowing that, because sometimes like I feel sometimes it's like you try and stand firm. It's like, well, I, uh, I know they're going to die, so I'm not going to do my best not to get too attached to these people. You know what I mean? Is that I, what I, you do before you watch you know, the movie? No, but I mean like, you know, sometimes like you want to soften the blow because it's like, all right, they're going to die anyway. So like, don't get too attached. And it's like, you couldn't help. I couldn't help in this movie getting so supremely attached to them in mm-hmm. spite of all of that. So when everything comes to a head, and everyone essentially dies. It was it was just so sad because it was like, oh man, just like going on this journey with them for the for the short time that they had, and just I think the fact that they were children too was like the really you know the low blow there. Um, but there's definitely more to flesh out with the movie. I'm curious to hear your guys' initial impressions or anything that stood out to you. Um, Gavin, take it away. What do you think? So off the bat, I really like the way they started it, and I tend to like films that do this where they show the main like. In this case, the main character, they showed his death initially, mm-hmm. and then, you know, his passing on, and then meeting with, at the time, who you think is a little girl, and you're like, what is this, you know, like, relationship, what happened? And then you get into the bread and butter, the bread and butter, the start of the film, and what happens? And even though, right off the bat, you literally know this kid's going to die, it's that, it makes you that much more invested, because you really want, you're, as a viewer, you're more intrigued to know when was the turning point that caused his death if that makes sense so i feel like when i see that happen i need to know how he died and like what he went through and like what the outcome was because hate to tell you the kid fucking starved to death in like a fucking um subway subway, next to other literal people who were in rags and you're just like how did you get in this scenario and you're obviously young and then it pans forward and you're like okay i'm ready you know and sure sure it was wild and i i've got to say for a war movie i've seen a lot of them this is one of my most favorites across, like, live actions and regular. Like, I really liked the depiction of it. I thought it told the story very well, and it just kept me on edge, I felt like, you know, from just, you know, moving on to their aunt and ever after everything that happens to their mother and then her aunt being just a royal, or their aunt being, like, a royal bitch, more or less, and then <laughs> literally just not kicking them out because they make the decision, but allowing that to happen even though they're just fucking kids, you know, whether they're being brats or not, like, that's, you need to take them on, like... It was your, well, I think it was her brother's kids or mother. Uh, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I it was, was the her, brother. The brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah the like, brother's children. You know, the dad's in the military, doesn't, like, you don't know at the time that he's dead. So yeah, it's like yeah. all this stuff is happening, and it's like, can you just not be a fucking asshole? <laughs> but, um, yeah. no, I, I really like it, and what made it the most interesting was how it was from a different side of the story that mm-hmm. we know, because obviously we know of these events from history class, but we only know it from our side, and... It's very interesting when you get it from the other side, quite literally, because this was made in Japan. You know, it Mm. was their actual depiction on events that happened during that time. And most of that stuff doesn't get filtered to us, you know, as Americans. And quite literally, the same thing happens in those countries. Like, one of the greatest memories I have was when one of my friends, Hugh, you know, Mm -hmm. Hugh, he moved to um, America from Vietnam when he was in the seventh grade. 
And I had history class with him. And one of the craziest things that happened, we went over the Vietnam War and he was from Vietnam. And it was like he was sitting there and he was kind of like thinking about it because he didn't he it was hard for him to understand why it was called the Vietnam War. And then you realize he's like, oh, yeah, we call it the American War, you know, and they literally like he was learning it. And he's like, yeah, they taught us this completely differently, like from where he's from. Yeah. And it was like he knew all the events that happened because it was more traumatizing for his country. Sure, sure. So he, w he was literally sitting there like as my teacher was going off and he's like, yeah, no, this happened. This happened. This happened. Like this isn't so they and this and my history teacher was like, yo, what the fuck? And he's like, dude. I lived here, you know, yeah, like, yeah. It, and it's just crazy when you just hear that other side of things and you're like, you just, it, it doesn't cross your mind until somebody mm. brings it up and you really think about it and you're like, oh shit, like just my, my viewpoint isn't the only one and I wasn't the only one affected and many cases the other people are more yeah. so, especially in these situations. So yeah. I just really like stories that like, you know, kind of branch onto the other side. And I think a lot of people do too, because it's just interesting. It's different. It's new. And it allows new perspective and growth, like personally from a viewer. Yeah. So, these yeah, stories are so it. important to, to kind of have done cross-culturally mm -hmm. in the sense that it's being able to break new barriers. This, there, we were having a conversation, I think it was last night where we were talking about, it's a shame because a lot of where a lot of hostility and, you know, ignorance comes out of, although it seems obvious, is like not taking a second to try and learn the other person's position or side, right? And like not only just hear it, but like try and understand it. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of, you know, until these movies or books or whatever break new ground and are able to be, you know, distributed, distributed to, you know, any and everyone, essentially, um, is when you get a deeper appreciation mm -hmm. for like, for how, you know, how the other side lived essentially in that rate. And like the, that war obviously not only tore them apart, it tore, but like, you know, tore them apart from the inside out. And it was like, there were certain scenes where it was very sad to see, like when they, I think it's like the initial time they get napalmed. Um, and you know, there's plenty of people that died and all the houses are destroyed. And the one guy, you know, is going out and he's like saluting to the, em the emperor, the mm -hmm. great empire, you know what I mean? And it's like, he's just like, so in that mode of like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, this is all, this is all it, man. Like this is all, all part of the plan. Like we're good. Like, you know, like thank, mm -hmm. thank God for him and everything else going on. It's like, dude, your, your village just got burned out. Yeah. Like your family's dead. You know what I mean? It's like, take a second here and you know, like not to get on a whole thing, but yeah. you get my point. It's, it's crazy. Like, just like the pride in nationalism that everybody has, mm -hmm. but like more specifically in these scenarios where you're just like, yeah, Bro, like you need to kind of like step back and like yeah. really process what's yeah, happening, yeah. you know, and it's everybody can. Yeah. Wars an ugly thing. Yeah. Mistake, and it's like, yeah. you know, from from our our side or their side, like kind of getting this misrepresented, you know, picture mm -hmm. of what it is that that we are as Americans or what, you know, they are as Japanese people, which, again, at the end of the day, we're all human. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like it's this, this disconnect, quite frankly, you know, that, that goes on. And I think it's incredibly important for those kind of films to be pervade in the, in the way they do. And especially like if it's, if it's true, you know, they're sticking to truth, obviously in the best way possible, but like making it a compelling story in, you know, such as this film did, I think is really important. But Isaiah, what do sure. you think? Um, I really didn't like this movie in the facet that it was fucking sad as shit to watch. <laughs> um, I like, there's plenty of movies that, one like with Studio Ghibli, right? Where it's like the 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 tone and the vibe that he sets here is like, like, you know, uh, I don't want to say pessimism, but like something that like makes you upset because it like sort of strikes a tone of like realism that you're like, whoa, that like feels like 
some some real life shit. Like that's something that like that I know that I can relate to. Um, but it always ends on like a note of like hopefulness, right? Or a mm. note of like, but we can do if you just do this, if you take the time to be this way, if you take the time to talk or think about this situation in this way, um, there's a chance that we can turn this around and this doesn't have to be our future. Whereas like this movie is quite literally just like looking in the mirror, so to speak, you know, and it's like the the one of the phrases that always like like rings in my mind whenever I either think or talk about history um, is that the phrase history is written from the perspective of the winners. Mm-hmm. Right. So like history, it's impossible to retell history or it's impossible, I should say, to hear history from one person or one side and be like, oh, OK, that's what happened. Because it's not. It's one puzzle piece of what happened. What happened involved several different nations, which is millions of millions of people. So, I mean, you know, it's impossible to take one side and be like, all right, that was the war. That was how this conflict happened. Um, But it's crazy because, like, if if you don't take the time to learn about these events fully, you know, from all of these different sides – then like I guess that's sort of the the mantra of like that's how history repeats itself, right? If you don't if if you can never become truly informed on how on how history happened, on what happened and why it happened, those things just keep happening again, right? Because it, it, it's one thing like in this movie to watch these characters, you know, go through all the the struggles that they go through and 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 encounter all the hardships that they go through, especially if like you're watching this movie and it's like something where it's like, oh well, you know you know, I don't know, insert villain here, right? Like cause this or did this to them. But it's like, this is like a real thing. You know what I mean? Like this, the things that they're going through are things that real human beings, like, you know, yeah. in real life went through. And like that story of these characters, like that was a real, that's somebody's actual story. They like lived a life like that and died like that and sure. watched their, everybody they know die like that. And it's like, it, it's, I don't know. It, it, this movie was weird to me because again, a lot of Ghibli's movies, at least to me, uh, always, hit me with like this like hey this is kind of how i feel about life and this is what i think about life but like i think there's room you know you i think we can go beyond this right we can get past this this one almost rings as like it's so real that it doesn't when it finishes at least for me it doesn't leave me in that same spot of like hopeful knowingness you know because it's like this is real life i don't know what to do necessarily to fix it but like don't forget that like this is this is real life like this is what happens and it's like Fuck dog. I can't I don't I don't fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, those are my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're know, like, I'm such a pessimistic asshole. <laughs> I love that. No, shit, it hits dude. it hits home though. And yeah. I, I know you're just but you know, like messing around. But I know it's yeah. not from like a strictly pessimistic view. I no. think it just it carries it carries weight. Because yeah. at the end of the day, there is hope, right? And it's like, you know, we're here now and we've there there's been a lot of crazy shit that's happened, but through the hard work of many people predecessors and people in the present alike we've been able to try you know at least you know most people i would wager try to look towards a better tomorrow yeah, or have the best intentions even if they're yeah even maybe, if their a to z is skewed in some way yeah or, so it's know, like there's a solace in that but it does hit home pretty hard with you know when within yeah. this movie it's like you know that's where we are with it yeah and i think the other thing too for me that really hits home with this movie um Again, I said it before, but it's the fact that they use children to purvey this story, right? Because it, it could have been centralized around, I don't know, your standard family and had maybe more precedence on the father going off to the war itself, right? Seeing all the, like, fire and chaos and mayhem or the mother side of it at home and, like, all that, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, like, the fact that it was – the story was channeled through the lives of these two children um, really is what made it that much more 
impactful for me, mm-hmm. right? And how how much more devastating it made it when everything was said and done. I I my eyes welled up with tears multiple times at just like when uh, Setsuo, I believe, is the is the younger sister. Um, I think one part in particular is that really got me was when um Seda, the uh, the main character, I guess, was stealing. Mm-hmm. Um, food because he resorted to that obviously Definitely when the, the farmer, yeah. yes and he gets caught by that mm-hmm. one guy who basically is relentless in his beating of him even in front of his young sister and then drags him to the police afterwards and luckily for him that police officer was you know kind-hearted as as, yeah. as much as he could be i guess in that scenario and sends him off and he comes out and you know setsuo basically finds him because she like followed and uh, this is while she's dealing with her malnutrition. She's getting breaking out in rashes. She's getting sicker by the day. And, you know, and Seda, for as strong as he is, because from the beginning, he's had to basically look after his sister, right? He sees his mother with essentially all of her skin burnt off. Then she dies. You know what I mean? And he goes to the realization that his father's probably dead. You know, like afterwards he finds that. Mm-hmm. And it's like he took so many blows, but like he was old enough to like fully understand and grasp that, mm-hmm. which made him not that, not that Setsuo couldn't, um, but it's like a different thing. You know what I mean? And it's like, it hit him really hard and he knew that he had to be strong for her. But like, it was at that point that he just broke after everything that happened and he just cries his eyes out and hugs her. And you know what I mean? Like Setsuo's trying her best to comfort him. And to me, that part was just like, Oh my God, that was, that was so incredibly sad to me at that mm-hmm. part because it was like, it was only in a matter of time before Seda finally broke, but it was like just in the way that it did. And then knowing that it was like, not to sound too vulgar, but it's like, all right, well, it's like, you guys are screwed. You know what I mean? Like you guys are fucked, you know, like th- this is it, you know? And it was like the second they, the second I feel their fate was sealed is when they, they made the choice to leave, mm-hmm. you know? And then I felt the the nail in the literal coffin was when the farmer was like, hey, you should probably go back to your to your aunt. And he's like, nah, we'll ask someone else. And it was like, oh my gosh, it was so sad. And it brought home two lessons um, for me. Um, maybe not lessons per se, but things that I took away from the movie. One a little more serious and one a little more comical. And I guess the serious one would be that, you know, it's a shame that sometimes, especially, you know, especially for children in these times of war, just in general, it's like they were kind of forced to go along with, what society deemed appropriate, acceptable, all that kind of stuff. But like on a deeper level, right? We're like what the system told them what was right and what wasn't and what they could and couldn't do. Right. And it was like, they couldn't survive apart from that. So it was, it was of utmost importance that they cultivated a community and that they stuck together in these times. And so like each little thing that would pester and annoy someone, I feel that was, it was amplified to like a 10, Right. And it was like little things that wouldn't be some sort of a grievance before now are like a huge deal, you know, because it's like everyone kind of not everyone, but like people, some people had like a kind of every man for himself mentality, you know, and, the, and it's like hard to blame them in certain scenarios, especially if they don't know X child that's coming up, you know, and it was like really weird in that farmer's shoes. Right. Because like you don't know, we could have had a whole movie on him and like what his backstory was if he got like a grandkid, you know what I mean? And like. It's just there's a lot of things at play, and um, it was just kind of sad to see that it, 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 it like had to smash you into that. And if you didn't comply, it was like it basically spelled your death. And then the more comical one is that 
kind of funny that their aunt is such a bitch that they would literally rather leave and die than live with her, <laughs> which is crazy because it's like you can be so fucking miserable as a person that you would literally have people go out and die <laughs> than to fucking live with you. And it's like maybe you should like lighten the fuck up a little bit. And it's like, again, you know, she has other people to contend for and stuff like that. But like, I feel like they made it pretty clear that she was nitpicking on a lot of things, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was like, she really oh, didn't sure. feel like I mean, kind even of taking the on farmer, that burden, when you so. say that's the whole thing here is like these characters that let the, uh, you know, the kids interact with or come across throughout the course of this movie. Like you would think, I guess somewhat logically, right. That like in a time or a scenario like this, like people would become like just by the nature of circumstance, like, a little bit more lenient, right? And a little bit more understanding of like what's going on or like, you know what I mean? What they can do to help their neighbor or, or, you know, somebody down the street or whatever. Um, but it's not how humans are built, man. Like we, when you get pushed into a corner, when your back is against the wall, um, you turn to yourself, right? And you, you look inward and you're like, all right, I, what do I do to survive? How do I get out of this mess? And it becomes a lot more about like you and a lot more centered around, you're you as an individual than what I can do for other people. I mean, like realistically, like would that man's whole farm have gone under if that nigga got some bread. No, <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? And it's like, so it's like, while I think the, you know, that's what, again, like tying it back into like the, the smack on the head for me of like, this is how the world is. Like, this is, this is what things like war do to people is like, or do to, you know, society. Right. I mean, th this, you know, this as in like war and, and is, is made for profit, right? Like that's what war does essentially. The only real thing it accomplishes. Um, and so in order for that to work though, like everybody, whether you're the person with a gun on the front line fighting said war, or you're, you know, the farmer growing food for crops to be, you know, whatever, everybody has to contend with that. Right. And if you step out of that, that, that circle or, or that line, right. That train of thought. And for a minute are like, wait a minute, this doesn't feel right. Cause like you say we're doing this thing, but like these kids are dying over here. Like, like, and it's like, it just, again, it was like such a reminder to me of like, fuck dude. Like this is what like people don't these, it, it takes more than like, you know, ah, I hope this person like, you know, does better the next day or, or, you know what I mean? Like when it comes to circumstances, like the ones that, that this movie is talking about. Cause like they, that's not the, the natural inclination I think of people, in times like this is to, again, is to like, is to move inward. Right. And to be like, Oh, well, all right, fuck. How do I get out of this situation? And not like, all right, let me get in this situation to make sure other people get out. And, you know, it's like, again, this movie was for me, it was like, so like, fuck dude. Like this is, yeah, it was sad. Sad. Gavin, you're deep in the tank. Whatever. No, it's weird. I like have this like feels so feel, ah, Philosophical. Philosophical. I you got the word. Yeah. Thoughts about like, it's just blending back and forth. It's weird. I don't know. I'm always like back and forth on these topics because yeah. like, it's weird because I don't know why I get stuck on certain words and the way they're said. Like you, what you, like everything that you've said, for me, it comes off as not the logical outcome. It's the ideological or the idealist outcome that you would want out of a scenario or a scenario like this. And in my opinion, what they are doing quite harshly is literally the logical scenario and why it's almost ingrained in us as humans to default to that route. Although it isn't idealistic, it's actually quite horrible, but it's that survival of the fittest mentality that logistically makes sense. And when by definition of like logistics, like that is what is supposed to overcome in that scenario and like, like supersede yourself and for you to follow 
for said survival. Because in these scenarios, like that farmer, when you're like, is his whole thing going to go under? You know, if he gives these give if he gives these kids his crops, well, logistically, it quite literally affects his entire family. Because what we know from this whole movie is that these these two kids have fucking like half a cup of rice to to get him through a month. And if that guy has a family and, you know, he's living off of his crops and even then he has a bad, like, blight or whatever and loses half of it, like, you know, it quite literally mean life and death for his family. And it's that decision of do I take precedent over myself and my family or allow it to branch out to people that I don't know and, you know, help them out and give to them and be for the community. And in these situations, I feel like it's so much harder like said than done, especially when your back's against the wall. Because like, like let's be real. Like, my, I I practically live on a farm. My family gives like food away. They don't they don't care. But like, I can also see if it was in a situation like this where everything is so restricted to where you literally have access to nothing, literally nothing but what you're given. It, it like for me that is like the logical state. It's like okay, I need to like back like I need to take care of myself because not even a country can take care of us like they're supposed to in this scenario. Like, quite literally, they aren't able to take care of their people. It is on them at the end of the day. And that's the question where is it okay for the people to then stand up on their own and take care of each other, which is the idealist way that you'd want it to be taken care of. But then logistically, can that be, is that capable or is that probable? Because if it was then quite literally the government would be sustaining them through that route in some way, or so you'd hope. So it's like this weird tug, like a tug and pull where I like idealistically, I would want that outcome. And I feel like everybody should want that outcome because why would you want people to suffer during these scenarios? But then it's also like this weird thing where it's like, is that even physically possible if you want it? And in what ways can you apply it and apply it correctly with not without fucking over other people and then you know like kind of creating just this fucking revolving or never ending revolving cycle of what has happened prior you know it's almost like it's easier said than done but if you're going to say it back it up and figure out a way to like actually have it planned out yeah, yeah. and like applied you know because i feel like on some ways it could be done but then how do you realistically apply that without everybody having the same mindset well i guess that that was my point is that it's easier for us as people to be like mm-hmm. Oh, well, how do I figure out that solution? I don't know. I can't. So yeah. let me just go back to what I know and what's mm-hmm. safe and what's insecure, which is taking care of myself, taking care of my family, whatever. But if nobody tries, then it never happens. We never get off the ground with that. That never yeah. goes anywhere but the foundation because it doesn't, nobody tries, mm-hmm. nobody moves anywhere. It's like in this movie, what I'm getting at here is that it's apparent that like these people default to the very real emotion of like that farmer like doesn't have to give those kids his entire field. He doesn't have to give them, you know, the entire dinner that he feeds his family. But what I'm saying is there was, there's no effort, whether it's from the farmer, whether it's from anybody to really show these kids that like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 again, this is an interesting one. And I, th- and I, I like where the conversation is going, although, you know, we, we don't want to harp on it too much, but mm-hmm. it, it does bring up an interesting point. And I think like taking that farmer, for example, that farmer did um, was selling them food for a long while before they got to the point where they had nothing left to trade him. 
And then, or rather, they had stuff still, but he wasn't able to trade the food for whatever he was getting because the, the because of the lack of food, you know, that he had. So he he did have a thing going with them for a while. It was when kind of like push came to shove, and it was like, okay, we're backs against the wall now. I thought um, something you know interesting. I thought that he may have um, or like an opportunity would have been to like offer him a job. You know what that's I'm saying? What I'm, like as crazy as that. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. there's ways just because you can't get like goods no, it out might of the not service. Be, you know, like there's a way to work out where like somebody doesn't have to just get fucked over, especially yeah, but, if it's somebody yeah. who can't but then provide for themselves. But then in a weird paradoxical way, you're reverting back to the war efforts where it's like, okay, if he just did X, Y, Z in the war efforts and could like if he worked in that manner instead of a different manner, either way, he still has to work towards you know. And in my mind, it's almost. In a way, you're you're going. It's almost you're drawing the same parallel where it's like, okay, you're not fighting for this effort, but instead you're trying to fight for this effort, and then naturally they're both going to clash. And is one going to resolve itself faster than the other, or is it just going to create this weird like this weird instance of just it's like in it's not it's not coherent. Like nothing can move forward. If that makes sense, like no, not at all. I actually, I have no, no clue what you fucking just said. Well, well, no, I'm not disagreeing. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm just busting yeah, your balls. Like, I guess what I'm getting at is if he if he offers him a job and he's like, okay, I'll work for yeah. you. A, there's quite literally nothing he can give him if he depends on his crops. But B, even then, say he did give his crops for the kindness of his heart. Now everybody's still in the same scenario. You're gonna have everybody else next door mm. again. Want not. In, intentionally wanting that favor, but they're going to be like, Hey, we need this help just as much as you, even though he already has his hands tied. And what is he going to give to them? He's like, Oh, I can offer you labor. What is that labor yeah. going to do? Oh, you I thought he'd be able to grow more shit. I don't know. No, I'm not well, a farmer. Yeah. It does. It does like that <laughs> yeah. shit takes quite literally months to do. You yeah, know, it's yeah, not yeah. something where it's like, bam, your efforts are going to help me now. Like you yeah, need yeah. to put time into that shit. And it's like, and that's the thing where it's at that rate, if you're going to put all your effort into making the food to then you eat, it's like, well, then what about, and then you look at the war effort, you know, even if it's morally incorrect or whatever, whatever, like, justification you want for or it. Like, like, I mean, I, I don't know. It's like he still then has to work for something, whether it's the war or for food to eat. And it's like, which is better than the other? Because yeah. he's still going to have to go. And out I do think do. It, it it is worth mentioning that I feel that Seda and Setsuko, um, well, Seda more particularly, mm -hmm. is not without fault in that situation in the, in the respect that he also could have made the decision to swallow his pride Correct. and go back to his aunt, right? Who was able, at least from what we saw up until that point, to provide mm -hmm. for him, even a bit in a small way. Mm -hmm. It was better than nothing. Um, so he does choose the route of being like, hey, I don't want to go back at any cost. So I do, you know, there is something yeah. to be said there. I think it's worth mentioning. And, it, you know, it's a really, it's a hard one. It's a moral, yeah. it is a well, literal moral think, like, dilemma. I think that's know? easier to say than to do. Like, it's easy for you to be like, yeah, just go back to your aunt. At least she'll keep you alive. But, like, I think there's a quality of life question where it's like, if this person, yeah. if this person's physically keeping you living, as in, like, your heart's still beating, but, like, you are miserable in every other aspect, and in some cases maybe even less than, like, what is... What do you yeah. mean? I think well, well, also I think it's a quality of life, of life, life thing. For, like, like that's the thing where it might have been a less a quality of life at that moment, but that's the thing where you need to get through this hard time, and then once you do, then you can pick up the pieces where it's left off. Yeah. Is it correct? No. But at the end of the day, there becomes a level of maturity where you need to make that decision and strive through for it, whether you like it or not, because it's reality. You have to do shit yeah. that you don't want to do, and your back's going to be against the wall. And you just need—that's like the part of growth where you need to overcome, fucking 
cut the baby shit and do it, you know? And, and he did have that situation where he could have worked for the effort, even if he didn't want to and you wanted to have fun, you know? Whether it's the right thing and you say it's a right or wrong decision in that he, whether he should have had to do it or shouldn't, at the end of the day, it was a decision yeah. that he made. And ultimately, quality of life or not, they, he had to pay the price for it. And quite literally, they did. Yeah. And I, it sucks, but, you no, know, for it's sure. the reality of the No, situation. for sure. I think at the end of the day, like, a big thing was that, you know, if you are going to make this decision and you bring your sister along for the ride, you can't, you can't, not that he did expect it, mm -hmm. but like just in general, you can't expect that other people are now going to try and supplement that style of life or going or like are obligated now mm -hmm. or, you know, looked at in like a funny way if they don't, you know, helping you out in that scenario or, you know, like kind of sacrificing a little bit for them to give to you. And it's hard, you know, it's it like, is. again, like I said, I, we could have a whole movie about that farmer. You know what I mean? And like three of his grandkids could have starved to death. And like, you know what I mean? Like his wife has fucking cancer and like, yeah. he's going through this thing where it's like, okay, like I'm like busting my ass from like, you know, dust till dawn to do this. And we have like just enough to get them through it. Mm -hmm. And maybe my wife needs a little, you know? So it's like, I don't know. I think there's, again, this is why these, these conversations become interesting because it's like, I don't, it's like, I don't know. It's not so easy as saying that there's like one concrete right answer. Right. And that's right. what really sucks about it because it's like, no matter the decision that you make in some way, shape or form, and especially why this movie hits so hard is because every decision that you make has a pretty blatantly obvious negative that that mm -hmm. accompanies that decision you know if if uh if seda goes back with his sister he's probably going to be miserable living with his aunt but at least he could have food if he just chooses not to he doesn't have to live with his overbearing aunt but you know it's a struggle to survive you know uh farmer does x thing gives him food like you know what i mean like there's always there's a give and take to yeah. each situation where it's like it sucked in this movie because there was no there were no, there was not like just a decision at the end of the day that was just an overwhelming positive, and then we called it at that. Mm -hmm. They were all negative decisions. It was really like pick your poison, yeah. right? And it like that's what sucks because again, at the end of the day, we have these conversations because this is what war and you know World War II specifically and stuff like that. That's what it pushes these people to. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of situation that it creates for these people where it's all negative, you know, in every way, shape, and form. And yeah. it takes a special kind of person. And even, even then a little bit of luck, you know, to get through that and to be able to persevere. And unfortunately mm -hmm. for our protagonists in the story, they were not able to do that yeah. based off of the circumstances and some of the decisions that they made and just life, you know what I mean? And it's like, it just made it really sad because it's like, you don't, it's, it's like easy for someone to maybe take the blame in a linear way and or a narrow way and target it at one person be like, okay, this is America's fault. This is the emperor's fault. This is my aunt's fault. This is the farmer's fault. This is your fault for being useless, right? Like to his little sister, this is my mother's fault for going to that show. You know what I mean? Like there's always someone to blame for the scenario, but at the end of the day, there is no one antagonist in this film. It, you know what I mean? It's just, that's the world. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, so it's just like, it's a literal hell. It's a landscape of hell. And it's like, it's hard, man. When you when you know when you're in that, not that we've ever been in that scenario, and hopefully never will be. But you understand my point. It brings up a lot of moral dilemmas and questions. But I think, nevertheless, very interesting, and I feel very important to talk about. Very important to talk about and 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 build conversation around and try and learn you know a thing or two so that we don't ever have yeah. to be in and that try situation. Try to be better again. people at the end of the day. And yeah, not fucking dicks. Right. But, Start I mean, on an individual level, but yeah. Gavin, real quick, favorite character. Do you got anyone? This one might be tough for you. I know, but I have to ask you. It's like a tradition now. Hmm. <laughs> Think real hard. Hmm. 
Hmm. No, honestly, no. Yeah, I, mean, I figured. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the little the the, the sister was cute. Yeah, so she like, was. Adorable. You know, that was amazing. Although, what I did learn was that with that candy shit that they had, dude, it blew my mind when they poured water in it and shook it around, and they like she drank it. I like. I was like, I never thought of that. <laughs> like with any can like candy shit that I had. Yeah. Like, why did I never just put water in it, shake it, and drink it? Like, I literally was watching it, and I was like, that fucking genius. <laughs> Oh, so good. You learn something new every day. Yeah, I learn something right. new every day. Yeah. <laughs> That's Gotta funny. Try it. Anyway, we'll get into it. Concluding thoughts. Would you recommend it? What would you rate it? Isaiah, start us off. Um, probably eight. Eight and a half out of ten. That's pretty good. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, He's like surprised. Like, yeah. yeah <laughs> uh, I would definitely recommend it to anybody. Um, I don't really. Yeah. The movie definitely like you know, drifts into um, real-life territory too much to where, like, I don't think there's anything that somebody couldn't pull away from this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> that, it's pretty, like, it's a movie about war. Yeah. Like, watch it. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> fair, Gavin, what do you got? Um, I will match his 8.5, and, yeah, no, it's amazing. Anybody can watch it, and if you don't watch it, then go. I actually I don't want to say that, so I'm then gonna don't. restrain myself. <laughs> I am restraining myself for once in my life. Growth and maturity. See? There we go. I got a takeaway from this movie. But um yeah, no, awesome. Watch it and yeah. <laughs> okay. That's I mean we kind of fleshed that. We went so hardcore. No, I know. If you don't think that like we don't have a positive outlook and want you to watch it at the end of this, then you I don't know what you're watching. So just rewatch this whole video. No, I uh I think I would also match and not just well, kind of for the sake of it because it's kind of cool. But also I do I did genuinely enjoy this movie um in a weird way, <laughs> right? Uh, because of how sad it was throughout the entirety of it. I was completely invested in these characters for mm-hmm. the time that we got with them. And even though I knew what was going to happen, it was so gut-wrenching to see them go. And I think for me, this tackles such a human element and the kind of the darkest sides of the human element. Um, so I, you know, I'm comfortable giving it that rating. I think not only should you watch this, I think as an anime fan, it's almost like your duty to watch this in like, in like, you know, not in like an ordering way, but I genuinely do think it's that important to watch Mm -hmm. this film due to the fact that because this is, was a true historical event, um, you know, this is, this is something that's etched into our past. This is something that's etched into the story of humanity. And it would really behoove you to learn a thing or two about, you know, about that. And I know it's easier said than done to be like, okay, well, it's a movie. You know what I mean? At the end of the day. And fair enough. If you really wanted to go really in, you should probably read some books on it and, you know, do your research. But my point is, is that at least on a base level, you could kind of get a feel for how the other side feels or how, how war affects people. And you, you know, what the 20th century brought, because it was really a hellish landscape across. And it takes, if that doesn't motivate you at least in a little bit of a way to try and better yourself so that you can help better others or be a better person for your community, your people, your, your relationships, your parents, your family, etc., or the person you just passed by on the street, you know, like that's what you should be taking away from this. So we don't collectively end up in a situation like that again, because we all know that that, that dark side lays dormant in every person, but it's up to us to be stronger than that. So I, I definitely think it's worth your time. Plus, who reads books that aren't 90% pictures <laughs> the page? I mean, come on. Like, that's fair. Let's be real. Yeah, recat in the hat. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> folks, those are our thoughts on the film, The Grave of Fireflies. Really fantastic watch. Um, but 
we'll catch you on the flip. There's really not <laughs> yeah, much more yeah, I could no. say in this one. I might just go cry in the in the uh, in the other room over there. Now, seriously, thank you so much for watching. We'll see you all next time. Peace. Later. Peace.